0: Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing our favorite teams so far. Three days, kind of into free agency. It was really the first official day, so we'll break it all down. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code PFF to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or old in New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia, call 888-532-3500. All right, Sam. Today was really the official first day of free agency, but we confirmed a lot of deals, had a couple new ones. So let's kind of recap a couple days in here. What do you like so far? Which team is winning right now?
1: Well, I'm going to leave the way clear for you to give your team, who I agree is actually the one true winner, but I'll give you a couple of also runs the podium. I'll give you the second and third team on the steps of the podium. Believe it or not, I think the New York Jets are one of the top three teams in free agency so far. Um, They kept Marcus May in the building. They franchise-tagged him uh, before free agency started. Marcus May obviously stepped into that Jamal Adams role this year, did really well. Um, They signed Jared Davis. Eh, Okay, fair enough. Corey Davis and Carl Lawson they're two big moves Corey Davis three years 37 million dollars relatively cheap deal for a guy who can now come in and and be part of that receiving core along with Denzel Mims Um, I I think that's a pretty good signing and then Carl Lawson with all the money getting thrown around to edge rushers um, usually overpaid for the sack numbers and for various other things I think Lawson was like the steal of that group I, I think that's the best edge rush they've had in that building for a decade, maybe more. Um, And then the other team, I think the San Francisco 49ers, haven't done a ton. Their biggest move, obviously, was re-signing Trent Williams to a monster contract. It says six years. It's not really, you know, it's like a three-year deal or whatever. Makes him the highest paid uh, tackle in the NFL by a hair, just edging ahead of David Bakhtiari. But Trent Williams was the best graded tackle in the NFL last season, They've re-signed Kyle Juszczyk, an important part of that offense, re-signed Emmanuel Mosley, get at least one corner still there, re-signed Jason Verrett, another corner, and obviously Verrett, a $5.5 million deal, absolute steal, if the perennial caveat with Verrett, he stays healthy.
0: Yeah, we love the Verrett deal every single time. So I, I agree with you on both teams. So I think when you're looking at who's doing well in free agency, you either, it's not always about volume. It's not always about who brought in the most players. It, it is uh, it is smart sometimes to look at the teams who did a few calculated things, and I think that's the Jets, right? They went and got Carl Lawson, as you said, for a, a system that really relies on that four-man rush. So you needed a Carl Lawson. And uh, you know he was our best pure pass rusher on the market, not as great against the run. Corey Davis, say what you want about my jokes with Corey. He's a good receiver, right? Maybe a little bit too much for what he is, but um, they have to start that receiving core getting in the right direction at some point. So I think they're moving in the right direction. I agree with the Niners as well. Uh, the team that you were hinting at, though, is the football team. Washington, I think, yeah. making all the right moves. And it wasn't, you know, they didn't rush into things either. I think they kind of let things come to them. But getting uh, Curtis Samuel, they just got today. It started with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, and then William Jackson, you know, the top corner on our board. So when you look at uh, Fitz was our number two quarterback. Jackson William Jackson was our number one cornerback coming in so number one QB number one corner and then Curtis Samuel top six or seven receiver in this class but a different type right a guy that's going to create mismatches and line up all over the place and be a complimentary piece to Terry McLaurin so uh, you know we always talk about the pass game get your quarterback get stack up on you know stock up on receivers stock up on corners and football teams doing this the right way.
1: And, you know, Curtis Samuel, Washington runs a lot of pre-snap motion. Curtis Samuel is perfect for that. They've got Antonio Gibson there already. Suddenly, you've got a couple of players in that offense that can cause real headaches for defenses in terms of matching up pre-snap, in terms of dealing with all that motion, moving these guys in and out of the backfield consecutively, potentially. You can cause some defenses absolute nightmares with all that stuff. Um, And Ryan Fitzpatrick... I just think it's a great stylistic fit he's also the best quarterback they've had in that building for a couple of years now um, by some distance if he plays the way he's been playing the last few years but also he's the guy that's just going to put the ball in the air and give terry mclaren a chance to make some plays and now curtis samuel and and there are other options but the connection of fitzpatrick to terry mclaren has a chance to be absolutely huge McLaren's played well in two years despite having basically no quarterback throwing in the ball, but he is out-targeted over those last two years by, yeah, I think he's like 15th, 16th, something like that in total targets among wide receivers for a guy who was like the only weapon on, on that offense. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to massively increase that guy's target share, and I think that only means good things.
0: Yeah, just for perspective on Fitzpatrick and what's happened during his career, he was drafted in 2005. We have data going back to 2006. He didn't really see regular time until 2008. From 2008 to 2017, a whole bunch of starting seasons in there, a a, a few seasons where he was benched, whatever it is, he graded above 70 twice. And his highest grade was a 72.5. That came in 2014. Now, since 2018, he has outgraded That He has has posted his career high grade, uh, or or outgraded that all three years. He had an 86, 75.2, 75.1. So the last three years are quite literally the three best years of Ryan Fitzpatrick's career, and he's 38 years old. So Mm -hmm. he is, for whatever it's worth, getting older, but trending in the right direction. He's our age, Sam, but still trending in the right direction despite that. And, and, and what I love about it is like when you looked at the 2018 bucks, you would, they have the same group of play, similar group of playmakers as they have right now. You'd say ah, maybe he had that success because he had Mike Evans and a young Chris Godwin and all that stuff, but what he's done with the dolphins the last couple of years without a great supporting cast, a, a, an okay pass blocking offensive line, a below average O line in 2019, some okay playmakers just really impressed with what he has done these last few years can't understate it. And I think. He's a legitimate playoff quarterback these days, and Washington saw that, and, and they and they pounced. It's funny. We're reaching
1: this time where, you know, athletes are able to push the elite level of what they can do for longer and longer. Tom Brady up there at 43, still getting it done. Um, athletes across all different sports pushing this thing deep into their 30s and into their 40s now. Fitzpatrick's 38, but, you know, he's in the same kind of bracket in terms of age as guys like aaron Rodgers, who doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon maybe fitz has got a few more years left in him even if teams are going to look to keep moving on for him but also steve you know maybe we call time on our own professional aspirations too (laughs) soon We're, we're we've got some we've got five good years left in us according to tom brady we should maybe we should get back in the training and uh you know get back in this draft
0: I mean, I texted Tom the other day, and I'm right. I'm in his contacts now. We're there we're buddies now, so maybe we can get you know get on that TB12 method and look. I'm just a YouTube highlight reel away from feeling like I'm young again. My 2009 clips are out there, so we could do it. Uh, speaking of Brady, the Bucks. I said on our first show, if you want to see our free agency winners and losers after day one, we did that two days ago. I had the Bucs as my winner. They 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 got the band back together. That's that's mm. important. And I they do feel like the team that's gonna, you know, snag a James White here and there to to fill that pass catching receiver role, uh running back role. Uh so there are you know there are some moves to be made still for the Bucs. I think they've done a nice job. And I also think, you know, for teams that haven't done a lot, you can't criticize them for overpaying. So Seattle Seahawks are a team, I think. Just a couple sneaky decent moves a witherspoon coming in for one year 4 million that's worth the squeeze just to see what you can, you can get out of him he's shown some potential good size gerald everett one year 6 million we're talking about a move tight end who's i don't think that far away from john U. smith as a playmaker but one year 6 million compared to john new smith number three paid tight end in the nfl so i like what seattle's doing in sneaky just you know make the right moves at the right time type of fashion
1: yeah i don't think that's crazy um I, i've liked the moves that the chargers have made as well cory lindsley matt filer should both be significant upgrades in that offensive line they brought back michael davis cutting casey hayward was a little bit questionable or at least an eyebrow razor so they they now have a hole at cornerback i think that they need to fill but overall that's a pretty good uh time of it for them
0: Baltimore Ravens making their under-the-radar moves. And I'm going to throw the Arizona Cardinals in the mix. Not every move. They did bring you know, A.J. Green in for one year, $6 million, see what happens there. But bringing Kelvin Beecham back on the cheap mm-hmm. to pass protect at right tackle, one of our sneaky good tackles on our free agent list, that's the right move there. Bring in Marcus Golden to to pair with J.J. Watt and what they have there with Chandler Jones. It's, yeah, it's not and, a bad
1: little team coming together. And trading for um, Rodney Hudson, which might be the best move they've made.
0: Yes that's I, I'm sitting there like what other move the Rodney Hudson trade was huge now you have this offensive line um, with Beecham, with Hudson that is uh, truly one of the best pass protecting lines in the league because DJ Humphreys really emerged last year at left tackle so three days into free agency the PFF NFL podcast is going to be back breaking down all the action and we're here every day it's the PFF NFL daily